Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to tonight's CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. I'm your host, Nick Qualley, sitting here with my co-host, Mike Molino. No Marv is on tonight. I'm assuming he's going to be back next week, but just me and Mike tonight on the roundtable. And first topic of tonight is Damian Harris, who has become a super intriguing topic to talk about with the about with the. Obviously, obviously, sophomore season this year, he gets drafted last year from Alabama, and, and he's buried on the depth chart. Chart. I do remember this though: when he was drafted, was drafted by people were jacked up about how much about him at the time. But now, Sony Michelle, we know about his injuries. Constantly injured, on and off the uh, PUP list. He just came off the PUP list actually today. So, talking about that, apparently Damian Harris has really stepped up big time from all the reports, and he's having what's been called a breakout star training camp type uh, performance so far. So, the question is, with Sonny Michelle's injuries, with his, I mean, let's be honest, a lack of high-talent first-round performance, he's had some sparks here and there, but nothing phenomenal consistently. Can Damian Harris take this number one running back job from Sony Michelle as we enter the 2020 season? Mike, what do you think? So here's the thing. Sony Michelle is still a fairly young guy. He's only, what, 26 years old, I believe? It's year, year three for him. Year three, only 26 years old. So, you know, in sports worlds, he's a young guy that was still a lot left in the tank. But we're talking about a guy here who's had some kind of injury issue ever since he became a New England New England Patriot and he was dealing with injuries before the, beforehand. Patriots, you know, taking note of that, make sure that they, they draft Damien Harris in the third round of the 2019 draft. And you already know me. If you've been following the roundtable for a long time, if Patriots take the guy out of Alabama who was under Nick Saban, I'm all for it. I'm all for it 100%. So – you know, coming into the 2020 season as things are getting ready to go, here we go again. Sony Michelle is dealing with some kind of injury. We're not sure if he'll be ready. His status is up in the air. But now you have a guy who is seeing this as an opportunity for him to show up and show out. And so far from all the reports we're getting from Patriots training camp, Damian Harris is doing just that. And I firmly believe that he could definitely take, you know, uh, running back one snaps away from Sony Michelle. Now, when you think of the New England Patriots, obviously their starting running back is not going to be getting snaps and touches similar to 
and Ezekiel Elliott or Saquon Barkley. So we're not saying this as, as though Damien Harris. I don't, I don't think Sonny Michelle's body could handle that. I don't think he can either. And obviously we don't think that whether it's Michelle or, or Damien Harris, they're going to be putting up big numbers like these other elite running backs because, you know, the Patriots, they like to incorporate other guys. James White, <laughs> who might as well be the top running back in New England. Rex Burkhead is still around. You know, they just went out and signed. Um, why am I drawing a blank on his name from Houston? Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller. Yes, thank you. They just went on to sign Lamar Miller. So the Patriots obviously are going to work guys in. But in terms of Damian Harris finally getting a chance and a crack at, at getting some snaps and getting some carries, this is the year. Sony Michelle will be there maybe for insurance or whatnot. But if Damian Harris is the guy that's showing up out of training camp, really uh, seeming like he's ready to go, he's fully healthy, and he's performing out of his mind in training camp, you got to roll with him into the season. You have to. And I think the Patriots might need to really take a look at doing that. Yeah, and now Greg Bedard on NBC, he was on NBC Sports Boston, and I saw this clip today. He said he was raving about Damian Harrison Camp, raving about him. You would have thought this guy was a superstar running back. Said he plays bigger than his size. He's a great pass catcher out of the backfield, which you know the Patriots offense loves that, and that is key. That yep. is super important because Cam Newton, he started to struggle at the end of his Carolina Panthers career, except his numbers went up, I believe it was 82% pass completion percentage when it was to running backs out of the backfield. So that is a very, very important thing to keep in mind. And he said he doesn't look scared, specifically referenced how sometimes Sonny Michelle does. He's a clear breakout star of this camp, called him the clear running back one heading into the season. And he said, this is a quote, to me, he is an upgrade over Sonny Michelle. And now, look, if you're the Patriots, Mike, you... Look at Sony. You look at the production. Sure, 2018, he had a great postseason. Nobody's going to deny that. But you look at Sony Michelle, and for the most part, I mean, it's fair to say he's been average, right? If not a little disappointing, a little underwhelming. And yeah, he's only been in the league for two years, but a good chunk of those two years, too, he's been underwhelming, if not average. Maybe I'm going to go average at best. And then he's always hurt. So at some point, the Patriots are just going to be like, guy, what are you doing? And they can't have too much faith in him, right? Because you did. You're like they drafted Damian Harris last year. They sure did. And then they go out and they sign Lamar Miller this they year. Sure did. It goes to the faith that they have in Sony Michelle being able to carry the load for this team. They don't have it. Obviously, he's still there. They they're not cutting him, but they said, "Look, we're gonna lighten up your load a little bit and, and acclimate these other guys too, because we're not gonna fully put the running game." on your back. It seems like if anything, their faith in Sony is depleting as time goes on. Cause again, he's just been average. He's been underwhelming and he's just hurt constantly. I mean, he just, we record this on Wednesday, August 26th. He just came off the PUP list today. When I saw that name go on the PUP list, I was like, guys, come on, Sony, how often are you going to be injured? And when we did the draft show a couple years ago, uh, me and Marv were both on it for CLNS. The first thing that people talked about with Sony, and it, remember, Sony got drafted before Nick Chubb, which is very important to keep in mind. The first thing that we heard about Sony Michelle was that he had chronic knee issues. And immediately, immediately, we were like, come on. Hopefully, you know, hopefully they don't show up. 
It's a risk, but hopefully they don't show up when he actually plays in the NFL. Well, they've shown up. He's had injury after injury after injury. And something, and I'll finish it up with this. We've talked about this a bunch on the show, and sometimes I've used it as a compliment, but when you actually look at it in depth, it, it, I don't really know how it can be a strong compliment, if anything. So we've heard that Sony Michelle is a product of his offensive line. If his offensive line is playing well, he will also play well. But if they're not playing well, we've seen what he is. And if anything, it's again, it's average at best. So do you really want to put a lot of stock in a running back at the top spot who needs the offensive line to be playing elite for him to be productive at a first round running back type level? Sony Michelle, if he's not getting some good blocking, you know, you don't, you can't, you're not getting much out of him because you already know he's not good at catching the ball. So you can't even depend on, depend on him in that aspect of the game. So, in my opinion, his days as a New England Patriot are officially numbered. I don't see him on this team going into next season. And that's especially, especially if Damian Harris can catch the ball out of the backfield, like they're saying, because that, again, is massive to be in the Patriots' offense. Absolutely massive. All right, this is the CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. I'm your host, Nick Qualley, sitting here with Mike Molino. No Marv is on tonight. So we record this on Wednesday, August 26th. We originally had a topic laid out where we're going to talk about the signing of Nick Folk and what that means for the Patriots and the kicking competition. But then more things uh, became much more important than what 35-year-old Nick Folk is going to do for this Patriots team. So on Wednesday night, started with the Bucks boycotting their game five. And we've heard some rumors about this already prior to this. We heard uh, yesterday, so Tuesday, we already heard that the Celtics and the Raptors may boycott their game in light of what happened in Wisconsin with the uh, Jacob Blake shooting with the police shooting Jacob Blake, a black man in the back seven times, seven times. So in protest of this, the Bucks decided to boycott their game five against the Orlando Magic and Great thing from the Orlando Magic. They're not accepting the forfeit. So they're not just accepting the win for that. Now, the Lakers and Blazers also boycotting their game tonight. And the Rockets and the Oklahoma City Thunder are also boycotting their game tonight. I'm not going to be shocked. Uh, don't know when this show exactly is going to come out. Hopefully very quickly. But I'm not going to be shocked if by Thursday night we hear all those games are also being boycotted and postponed. So being an NFL show, and, and credit to Mike for bringing this topic up we wanted to talk about this guys Mike what does this mean for the NFL because obviously they're not playing games right now obviously there's really no preseason to necessarily protest if there were some preseason games we would be in the middle of the preseason season I guess right now what does this mean for the NFL what is going to happen in the NFL in response to the NBA boycotting and the Jacob Blake shooting yeah, this just goes to show you again, like we've mentioned many times before, there's things happening right now that are bigger than sports. With the the NBA teams are doing the Bucks, you know, all these teams that are in the midst of a playoff run, making a statement and boycotting playoff games. Again, these teams are trying to battle to get an NBA championship right now down there in the bubble in Orlando. It's an important time right now. They're not just they're not just putting off a regular season game. Yeah. These are not regular games. These are important games where teams are trying to close out a series, you know, maybe advance in the series, different things. But they put all of that to the side because they realize, just like many people realize, there needs to be justice had. You know, 
we've been screaming justice for a lot of different people who have lost their lives in different situations. This most latest one, Jacob Blake there in Wisconsin getting shot point blank in the back by a police officer seven times in front of his children. Justice is what these players, just like many of the people, want. And it's not about playing basketball. It's not about a sport right now. It's about getting justice because people are getting shot. People are losing their lives that look like these same sports athletes that we look up, look at and talk about and read about each and every day. And in terms of when it comes to the NFL, I hope they're taking note. You know, obviously the NFL is different because, you know, the NBA, they come out with a statement or something. It just seems like they're all together and all together with on one accord with how they're feeling and how they want to move forward. The NFL, Roger Goodell may say something, but Dallas might want to do their own thing or Cincinnati might want to do like teams just do their own thing under their ownership, which to me does not make a lot of sense. But I tell you what, I don't care if you're Goodell. I don't care if you're one of the owners. Take note of how people are reacting, how other sports are reacting, because I firmly believe, you know, God forbid another situation like this happens. We're sick of this happening where, you know, families in front, they're not getting justice for people who are getting shot and losing their lives. But a team in the NFL, they have, they'll have make a stand like this because this is the time that we're living in. What kind of bash like, backlash you might get from your owner or coach, I don't know. But taking a stand and making a statement are the things that are happening right now in this current day and age. So in the NFL, you know, you already have players who said they don't want to play this season for various reasons. You know, maybe some of this for, because of COVID, but a lot of players also have in the back of their mind what's happening in the world continues to happen in the world. So I firmly believe and see teams making similar statements. You know, again, are they all on the same accord similar to the NBA? No, but in the NFL, players will make a stand. Goodell has already come out and said, hey, I'm open to players kneeling. I'm open to players kneeling. I should have listened to Colin Kaepernick back then. You know, I should have listened now. I realize and understand. Sure, great, whatever, Roger Goodell. But when it comes time, when... The, the, the stuff really hits the fan and players and teams want to make a stand. What are your statements going to be? Where are you going to be at? So this is this is huge right now because it just goes to show you, like I said before, there's stuff happening in this world that are bigger than the sports we pay attention to. You know, just because training camp's going on and NBA's down in the bubble, it may tell some people, oh, well, finally, I can go back to watching sports and not thinking about other thing, other things. Nah. Let sports come to a halt because of what's happened in the world. And let's draw attention to it. Right. And the NFL kneeling, obviously, that's that's the biggest thing. When you think about protests in the NFL, you think about kneeling because that's been the most talked about thing over the past few years. And if it's not, it's it should be crystal clear at this point. But kneeling, kneeling is the most it's it's not. It's just not a disrespectful thing to do because they're trying to bring attention to something that is not stopping. It's happened time after time. We just, it feels like the George Floyd issue was so long ago at this point, and it really wasn't. And we're right back into the situation. Now, thank, thank God he didn't die. Thank God that Jacob Blake survived this. But just to, to look at the NFL and watching them kneel, you cannot think at this point that it's anything about disrespect because it's not. If anything, it's about respect. So I don't want to hear any of that anymore. In in 
you know, you see all of, all over Twitter too, just these these people, usually faceless accounts, usually people with just athletes as their emoji, who are saying things trying to trying to even you trying to remotely defend what happened. And to them, and I'm just I I just want to say, and I've said this to to a few people I've talked to in person now, it's I feel like if I were in that situ- situation and I were in that spot, I don't think I would have been shot. And that's where the problem is. That's where the problem lies. It shouldn't happen. So, I mean, in regards to the NFL, I wouldn't be shocked if there's some practices and training camps taken off this week. I would be shocked if they don't. If a lot of guys don't show up. Detroit Lions canceled their practice, I believe, yep. on Monday. I, I believe it was. Uh, or Tuesday. One of these days earlier this week where Detroit Lions said, look, we're not practicing today because there's issues bigger at hand. So that's the start you know, let the ball continue to roll and let let the dominoes continue to fall in terms of shining light on these situations that are happening around us. Do right, you want to say anything else? Hey, we're in some wild times right now, but I'm happy to see statements being made on these large platforms for sure. Absolutely. All right, CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. Again, Nick Qualley and Mike Molino. Guys, we're going to be back next week for another set of shows. Hopefully, Marv will be back next week. Again, Nick Qualley and Mike Molino will be back next week for two more episodes. We'll talk to you then, guys. Thanks for watching.